This is a Discovery Church podcast. Every heart found in Jesus' story. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, we pray that this message brings you deep encouragement. If you would like to get involved in the life of our church, head over to discoverychurch.com.au or check out our social media or YouTube channel. What a vibe. I feel like we've just been invited into a really beautiful space this morning, our worship team and what Doug's just offered. I don't feel like I don't really need to preach. I feel like that was just something really sacred and special, but I am going to preach because I do have something that I feel like the Lord wants to um, just encourage us with this morning. Um, after I finished VCE, I took a gap year and managed a retail store for a year, clothing store. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can think about it and come and tell me where you reckon it was later. This store doesn't exist in Australia anymore, but it's still in loads of countries around the world. So I think early 2000s. Um, and this was a store like in a Westfield. Has anyone ever worked in retail or work in retail? Okay, my people. So there's a couple of big days in the year when you work in retail. Boxing Day is an obvious one. The other one is stock take. Oh, Lord. We pray for our retail workers when stock... That's why there are so many stock take sales, because people are trying to get rid of as much stuff so that the poor people who have to count it all don't have to count as much stuff. Because on stock take, you literally have to count every single item that is in the store. The whole idea is that you're getting a record, a picture of where the store is at, how healthy the store is, how much stock's been stolen or gone missing. Does it all match up with what you have and what the computer says you should have? Um, and when you do stock take in a shop that's in a shopping centre, um, it's kind of like night at the museum because you're there all night in the shopping centre when every, all the shops are closed. It's the craziest vibe and all the lights are out and just the cleaners and the people. Do you, if you've ever wondered who sets up all the stuff, it all happens at night time. All, all the strange things that happen in shopping centres. But um, stock takes are a really important part of store health when you work in the retail. And today we're talking about a similar thing, but about doing a spiritual stock take in our lives. Now, let me tell you this, don't freak out. It's seven weeks till Christmas, which means it's eight weeks till the end of 2022. I know, take a breath, everybody. Take a big, deep breath, we're gonna be okay. But I know, right? Like it only gets quicker and fuller from here. And before you know it, we're gonna be in 2023 and you're gonna be like, what just happened? Who am I, where am I, how am I? But our lives are so full that it's very rare that we have an opportunity to stop and actually take stock of where we are spiritually in our lives. When was the last time you asked yourself the question, how is it with my soul? Maybe you never even knew that was a question that you could ask. How is it with your soul today? How is, it, how is it with your soul? Because there aren't many things in our culture, our world isn't structured in a way that lets us stop to ask that question if you don't intentionally stop to do it or make that part of your rhythm and practice. And so I've been wanting to do this series for a long time because I want us as a church to create a rhythm together where we do this regularly, where we stop and reflect and go, actually, how is it with my soul? What's the health of my heart and my spirit like? And so in this series, that's the question that we're going to be asking. How is it with my soul? You know, you don't just wake up with a six pack of this kind of six pack, not this kind of six pack. 
you. It would be nice, it would be nice if you could wake up, um, what do my kids call it, peeled? Peeled, is that the word, fully peeled? Um, it would be nice if you, is that, is that the word? You guys should know, you guys are supposed to be telling me, is that the word? Okay, whatever the word is. But you don't just wake up with a six pack one morning. You don't just accidentally wake up being able to run a marathon. You don't just wake up one day and think, today I might summit Mount Everest. You know, our bodies don't hydrate themselves. It requires us to drink water. And in the same way with our spiritual health, we need rhythms and disciplines and practices that actually help us cultivate a healthy life, a healthy spiritual life with Jesus, a healthy life of discipleship. So this series we're gonna be asking today, especially we're gonna be asking a lot of questions and there might not be a lot of answers, but the answers will come. So are we okay with asking a lot of questions? Yeah. So, you know, the idea of wellness and wholeness and spiritual well-being, kind of popular ideas at the moment, right? They're buzzwords. You don't have to look far. The nearest bus will have something in your feed, especially after today, because Siri's listening to me on your phone. So sorry. So your Instagram feed, when you open it after today, will be full of things about spiritual well-being and wholeness and health and... You know, but you don't have to look very far because they're very, that's, they're very popular in our culture right now. These buzzwords, these buzzwords about wholeness and health, and it's because they're important. But let me just start by saying this. These are not new ideas. Wholeness and wellness and our spiritual well-being existed in the heart of God from the very beginning. They're God ideas. God is the image of perfect wholeness. From the very beginning, in his very nature, he is wholeness, he is health, he is wellness, he is fullness of life. And whose image have we been created in? It's not a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) Whose image have we been created in? Okay, so if God, Father, Son and Spirit, perfect picture of wholeness and wellness and health and union and communion. If we've been created in his image, that means we too have been created for that same wellness and wholeness and unity and communion with God, with ourselves, with one another. You know, the beautiful scriptures from um, Genesis up here, Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And then he puts the man and the woman in Eden. You know, it's no surprise that a lot of day spas and wellness retreats have Eden in their name, right? It's a God idea because this was the the original wellness retreat. If you like, imagine Eden, the original proper wellness retreat. This was this perfect paradise that the Lord put the man and woman in. We have been designed for health and wholeness. We have been created by divine design for health and wholeness. And God put the man and the woman in Eden, this perfect utopia, place of delight, place of pleasure where the presence of God was. Now, obviously, we live on the other side of the fall, But Jesus' death and resurrection means that we are being redeemed day by day by day and restored day by day by day to what? 
health and wholeness and deep abiding relationship with God. So spiritual well-being, your spiritual well-being matters to God. If you're here today or you're listening online or on the podcast and you're on a journey of faith somewhere, but maybe you wouldn't even call yourself a Christian, your spiritual well-being matters to God. You might have been journeying with Jesus for 60 years. Your spiritual health and well-being still matters to God. And so we're going to be asking some questions today. First of all, we're going to be asking the question, um, what does the Bible say about spiritual health and well-being? We're going to ask, um, what, is it, what does being spiritually healthy look and feel like? And we're going to ask the question to ourselves, how is my own spiritual health right now? Because in this series, we really want to equip you over the coming weeks with some practical biblical wisdom that you can apply to your daily life with Jesus that will help you create some sustainable rhythms in this area of spiritual health. Is that okay? Good, all right, so let's open the Word together. We're gonna take a quick walk through the Scripture because what I want you to notice here is that spiritual health and spiritual well-being is a theme that runs through all of Scripture, right from Genesis through the Old Testament and into the New Testament. So first Scripture for us that we've got today uh, from the book of Proverbs, a wisdom book all about how to live in God's ways. Proverbs 4, this might be familiar to you. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight, but keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So this scripture is all about the inner life, the importance of the inner life, because what goes on in here is what comes out. Growing up, I got taught what you eat and drink today walks and talks tomorrow. Right? It's true. That's like a life truth. It's just, would just like keep that in your mind. What you eat and drink today walks and talks tomorrow. The same with our heart. What goes in is what comes out. Right? What goes in your eye gate and into your heart space is what comes out in your life, in your relationships, in your being and your doing. So in this proverb, that's this big focus on the importance of our inner life and actually the role of wisdom in the, in the health of our body, in the, in the physical health of our body. Next scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse, uh, verses 8 to 10. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. That's not an excuse to cancel your gym membership. Both are good, but training for godliness is better. This is Paul speaking here to Timothy. He says, because um, godliness is better, is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle for our hope is in the living God, who is the saviour of all people, particularly of all believers. I love that Paul picks up on the idea that you have to, it's a struggle. You know, this is what we're saying. You don't just wake up getting beat, get spiritually healthy without any kind of partnership with the Lord in that. He says, we have to work hard and struggle, but training for godliness promises benefits now and in the life to come. So important scripture. Next one, uh, 3 John. We're gonna pause here for a minute. 3 John, verse two. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. It's a funny little saying, just as your soul prospers. This... Um, this verse, actually three John, add that to your list to read this week. It's 15 verses, the whole book, that's it. It's not even a whole page, 15 verses. Beloved, I pray that you would be in health 
and that you would prosper just as your soul prospers. What does that even mean? When we think of the word prosper, we usually go straight to financial prosperity. That's where we go, like succeeding financially, prospering, having things, accumulating things, doing well. But here, um, John is talking to a guy called Gaius, a guy called Gaius. Um, Gaius is a local church leader, but he's also a friend because you wouldn't start a letter with the word beloved if you didn't have some kind of uh, affection for that person. But he's talking about, his, his desire here is for Gaius to have healthy spiritual life, a deep spiritual life that his soul would prosper. You know, and so often we think about that word in terms of financial prosperity, but this word in the Greek actually means help on the road. So John's saying to him, I pray that it would go well with you and just as your, your physical health prospers, that your soul would prosper, that you would have help on the road, help on the journey of discipleship, help on the journey of life, help on the road to have a successful journey. So what does it look like to have He's what John's saying here is, I want you to have a rich and fruitful spiritual life, not just that you would be provided for. Um, this little letter actually then goes on to talk about two people. It talks about this guy, Gaius, who the letter's been written to. Uh, in this, it's just a little church, and there's another main player in this story called Diotrephes. I hope that's the way you say it. Deo- that's how I'm going to say it. You can choose your own adventure, Diotrephes. Um, And John goes on to talk about Gaius as somebody whose soul is prospering, somebody who is demonstrating a healthy spirit and the impact that that's having on the church that he's leading. But then there's Diotrephes, on the other hand, who is is not displaying signs of good spiritual health. And what's going on here is, it says, Diotrephes who loves to be first, prideful, um, just not not inclusive, not wanting to um, welcome uh, visiting ministers. And there's all kinds of things going on in this little 15 verse story. But the thing that John is, is, is trying to pull out here, and as you read it, you see there's this picture of Gaius, somebody who is spiritually healthy and what is seeping out of him is love and generosity and hospitality to the community and to the church around him. Because healthy things grow. Health begets health, and what's going on inside of you is what leaks out. In Diotrephes' life, what's leaking out is he's kicking people out of the church, and his pride is is pushing people out and actually putting a barrier between people being able to experience uh, the good news of the gospel in that place. He's hindering the, the the impact of the gospel in that place. So I wonder what's seeping out of you because in Gaius, unhealth was happening inside his world and unhealth is what was leaking out onto the community around him. So what's leaking out of you? What's leaking out of me? It's a great question for us to ask. Um, This isn't the only place though that this idea of prospering turns up in scripture. Uh, Fan fan favourite, Jeremiah 29, 11, second most quoted scripture in the world after John 3, 16 for obvious reasons, because it's good. Um, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope, no, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Again, 
Jeremiah, and we've just been in Ezra, haven't we? This scripture comes as Jeremiah is prophesying about a time when the people of Israel would be liberated from their 70 years of exile in Babylon. We've just been there in blueprints, so we know where we are in history. Jeremiah's prophesying of a time coming when they would be free, where they would be liberated. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. Again, not about financial prosperity. Here the word's a Hebrew word meaning shalom. And sometimes we think shalom, oh, that just means peace, but it's so much more than peace. Look, look, at, look at this, this the Hebrew word shalom, completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. Plans to prosper you. You know, this word shalom, you know what I love most about it? It's a communal word. This is not just about the spiritual health of the individual, but the spiritual health of the whole community. In fact, the whole nation, the whole world. That's how big God's shalom is. That he would have hearts to see completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, fullness, rest and harmony across the whole world. There's something significant happening in the spirit in our nation right now. There's something significant happening right here in our church. The Lord's preparing us again to bring this shalom to our community. But it starts with us, yes, it starts in our hearts as individuals. So our spiritual health matters to God as individuals, but our spiritual health as a church, as a community matters to God. Because if I'm a healthy person, if we, all, if we go on a journey towards spiritual health, we become a really healthy church. You know what happens when we have a really healthy church? That health and that life and that wholeness and that peace and that prosperity and that harmony seeps out into our community. And that's what being a city on a hill really is all about. So this journey of shalom, this word shalom, the idea of wholeness and fullness, not just for the individual, but the whole community. This kind of soul prospering breaks out into our lives because of Christ's ongoing redeeming work in us. And it's on display to the world around us. You know, we're designed to thrive in community together. All right, so what does it look like to be spiritually healthy? How do I know if I'm spiritually healthy? Um, as I was thinking about this, I thought, um, you know, the best place to start is to think, away, think about the ways Jesus taught his disciples to live. It was never about behaviour modification, but always about whole of life transformation, offered in love and in grace without judgment or condemnation. That's who Jesus is. So it's not the, the life of being a Christian, the life of being a disciple of Jesus has never been about behaviour modification. It's always about whole of life transformation. That never stops. It's a journey that we're always on, which is actually great news. Um, okay, so our journey of spiritual formation is about Christ being formed in us. So when we think about what it means to be growing in spiritual health, we can have a look at what Jesus said. So here are some questions. I want you to take a photo of these. There's two slides because I want you to take these home and I want you to, in your devotional time this week, um, in, around your dinner table, with your partner, with your friends, in your life group, 
I want you to start to work through these questions and actually create some space in your world to let the Lord speak to you about these. We're gonna, it's all right, we'll put them back up. I'm gonna read them out to you. They're also in the app, so you can grab them from the notes in there. Some spiritual health check questions. These aren't an exhaustive list, but they're a way to help us take the pulse by looking at how did Jesus teach us to live and how can we use those teachings and those lessons from Jesus to actually take the pulse of where we are in our life. And it's okay if you feel like as you're reading these, you're like, I'm not in good shape. That's okay, this is a room full of people that are broken and on a journey of restoration and transformation and a journey of being redeemed. This isn't a place for perfect people. So if you're here and you're nailing it in everything, um, well, you're, obviously you're still welcome to be here, but I don't believe you. <laughs> but I don't believe you, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, because there's no perfect people here. So let's have a look. And you, you can, um, you can look up these scriptures that go with these and there's tons of scriptures that I could have put next to each of them, but I've just put a few so you can find your favourites. Is my love for God increasing or decreasing? You might like to benchmark against this time last year. Pick a time or January 1. Is my love for God increasing or decreasing? Is my love for God evident to others? Is my love for others increasing or decreasing? Hard one, are the patterns of sin in my life increasing or decreasing? Are my life choices honouring or dishonouring God? Is my generosity towards God and others increasing or decreasing? Next slide. Are the fruits of the Spirit more or less evident in my life than this time last year? Am I growing in my ability to forgive others who have wronged me? This is a tough one too. Is my love and acceptance of myself increasing or decreasing? Is my passion to serve Jesus with my gifts increasing or decreasing? Is my willingness to be open and accountable to others increasing or decreasing? Am I growing in my understanding of God's word in a way that's evident in my life? So they're just a few. There's heaps, there's so many, but I've just picked a few. But just a great starting point to start to think about where at that question of how is it with my soul? Where am I, how am I, who am I? As we start to head in, to the end of the year. And I would just say this, if as you reflect on these questions, if you are looking at them and you can see that there's a trend that you're increasing, that's a great sign that you are growing in your spiritual health and that you're moving towards a really healthy place and keep doing the things that are helping you go in that direction. If as you're reflecting on them, you can see that actually, I feel like I'm going backwards in some of those, that's okay but allow it just to be a little flag to you that perhaps that's an, area, that's an area of your life where the Lord wants to continue to do some work and bring some encouragement and some support there for you. Maybe you need to reference someone in, just like in our physical health, sometimes we need to actually reference other people in, like doctors and fitness instructors, and if you're like me, the osteo, thank you, by design. Um, but in your spiritual health, sometimes we need to reference people in we need some extra help, help on the road to prosper. 
So it's okay if you feel like you're going backwards, just don't stay there. And trust that the Lord is good and faithful to his word and he's taking us on a journey of whole of life transformation as we continue to surrender to him. So a couple of closing thoughts. Um, The band, you can come and join me actually. I was driving in the car yesterday. Sometimes when you prepare for a message or you're thinking about a series for a long time, you have this idea of what it is that, you know, we go on a journey throughout the year of where we feel like the Lord's leading us to teach into. And sometimes you have this idea that, um, you know, you've got all the content and everything you want to say, but um, we're always praying for what's that Holy Spirit rhema or the, the word that the Lord has for us for the day? Why, why has the Lord brought this to us and, and, you know, said, let's do a series on spiritual health? And... Um, been just praying about that all week and just seeking the Lord. And in the car yesterday, I just felt like just the Holy Spirit just dropped something in my spirit and just reminded me again that He, there's a groundswell movement of the Holy Spirit happening in our church, in our nation, across our community. And for us as Discovery Church, as we look towards the Legacy Project and we're being prayerful and discerning about that, we're in a season of preparation. And so the Lord is looking for a healthy church and healthy disciples to grow something really healthy across our community and across our region, across our city and across our nation. And so there's an opportunity for us just to take a pause over the next few weeks and allow the Lord just to really bless you and encourage you and just speak into your heart about the journey that He's taking you on that we might continue to grow. And I'm not saying, I don't think we're unhealthy. I just think the Lord, that, that His best, you know, He says, um, what did He say to Simon Peter? Leave your nets and follow me. He said, leave your nets, all the things that would keep you bound and follow me for the best life you could ever imagine. It's a whole of life journey. So I feel like in some ways there's an invitation for us today, like it's a leave your nets and follow me kind of day where it's like, actually, okay, I I do surrender all. You know, the Lord is doing a big redeeming work, a big restoring work. He's preparing us together, that communal idea of shalom, that we might truly be a blessing to our community and see our community flourish and see the gospel advance. And so, you know, I just... I really sense that the Lord is preparing us for something significant, but it's all in. It's all in. And, um, you know, healthy things grow. And so we're committed as a team to being a healthy team because we want to be able to allow that health to come out of our team to you. And I want us to be a healthy community so that our community gets blessed by a healthy church community. Um, Because we have so much to offer and uh, the Lord's just beginning You know, 75 years young, amen? 75 years young with a beautiful heritage and a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. So let me pray for us this morning. Why don't you stand? I just wanna give you permission again to ask that question, how is it with my soul? Scary question. Because sometimes when you ask that question, it means you open up a big old can of worms and get, can get messy. That's okay. God can handle your mess. We're all messy. 
but it is a scary question, can be a hard question to ask, but you know, the Lord's gentle. And so, Father, I just pray right now for every heart. Would you just minister your grace afresh over us? Would you just remind us of how good you are and how loving you are and how gracious you are and just how big your shalom peace is. God, I thank you that you're inviting us to a deep journey with you, to a deep life, a deep abiding life in you that is full of richness and fruit and vitality and energy and health. And God, I just pray for every single person in the room right now that feels so far away from that experience. Maybe those who, like Doug said, feel like you've just been weighed down in winter coats for way too long in your spirit, that you've been in a spiritual winter. I thank you, Lord, that you, your presence warms us right up. And I pray, God, that you would warm our hearts again this morning, that as you draw near to us, that we would draw near to you and allow you just to begin to minister to us again, bring fresh revelation. Lord, I pray, I pray that you would bring restoration. God, that you would bring challenge and rebuke in the areas that we need, Lord. God, because we know that you are one who doesn't want us to stay the same, but you, when we're plugged into you, Jesus, when we are grafted into your vine, you prune things so that we might grow even more and produce even better fruit. So we just surrender. And we say, God, cut off the stuff in us that's not bearing fruit. Bring about new life and new health and new growth so that we would continue just to leak health and leak love and that everything around us, Lord, would get healthy because we are healthy. Lord, I pray for parents, Lord, that as you begin to generate new health in them, that families and households would experience new levels of health and life and growth in Jesus' name. I pray for people in their workplaces, Lord, that as you generate new life and new health and new growth, that health and growth would generate throughout entire workplaces and businesses, Jesus, and that you would be made known there, that your love would be demonstrated out on display for all to see. And across our community, Lord, would you just continue to transform us that we might create spaces of life and health for so many, Lord, in our region who are hurting and broken and looking for something more. So we look to you, Jesus. We surrender to you afresh. And we say, come Holy Spirit, have your way in us today. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Discovery Church podcast. It is our mission that every heart is found in Jesus' story. If you were moved by this episode, please take 30 seconds to share it on your social media. It only takes a couple of seconds to create life-changing impacts.